0: Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gamings, and I have a very special guest who I've been dying and waiting to get on the show with us today, Maurice J. Elias. He's written over 20 books about SEL. Um, emotional intelligence and supporting classrooms. He's currently the Director of Social and Emotional Character Development at Rutgers University, and I'm just so ecstatic for this conversation today. And as we get rolling, I want to be sure that you know to go to TreyGamers.com to subscribe to the Dash Podcast, because every week we feature educators who are solving problems for school communities. And while you're there, you can check out my new coaching program, Getting Unstuck a four-step action plan to your best you i'm excited to give this information to you and i'm excited to talk with you more about getting unstuck so you can set up the time to talk to us there and for now we're going to focus on social and emotional character development with dr maurice j elias sir so how are you today
1: i'm great thank you
0: good thank you so much for joining me your your track record and your history you're like a you're like an urban legend maybe out here and um When it comes to SEL, you've done so much work and and really literally set trends and created um, niches within the social and emotional learning realm. Can you talk to me about your role now, social emotional learning and character development? You've combined the two. Um, Talk to me about this process for you, sir.
1: Sure. You know, have been doing this work since 1975, Wow! Uh, well before the term social-emotional learning even existed. Yeah. And that's because the, the idea behind it, uh, it has existed for as long as there have been people. Mm. And, and that is, uh, you know, what does it take to get along with each other? What does it take to yeah. get along in the world? And, and so uh, our work has been directed toward trying to understand that. Mm-hmm. Understanding the skills that all of our kids need if they're going to succeed in life and understanding that some kids are not getting the opportunities to develop those skills yeah and that's that's a lot of the work that our social emotional and character development labs focused on the last maybe the last fifteen years
0: mm-hmm.
1: is is the issues of equity uh making sure that all kids have social, emotional, and character development um because if you don't have it, you are you are doubly disadvantaged in life.
0: Mm, absolutely. Now, so in 1975, you know, I think Castle started in '90 90 or '93 when it kind of became official and a brand for SEL and the name of SEL. So you kind of started with this work when um, when integration happened, or, or shortly thereafter, ten years maybe after we started to integrate schools. So what what was it like at that time? Um, to be focused on equity and to be focused on all students in a time where we're just starting to integrate and unify as a nation?
1: You, you know, at that point in time, the focus was not so much on equity hmm. as it was on prevention.
0: Okay. The issue
1: then was recognizing that we were seeing a lot of kids develop anxiety, depression, hmm. suicidality, behavior problems, and when you, when you went back and looked into it, these are things that didn't have to happen. Yeah. You know, when I was an intern, in uh, in uh, Connecticut, at the Hartley Salmon uh, Child and Family Clinic, this is now going back, you know, about four decades.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I would sit in the staff room, and you know, when you're an intern, sometimes you're like invisible, and yeah. the staff will talk about things as if you're not there. And every one of the staff members would say, "Oh, you know, if this had only happened, and the parents had done this." The kid wouldn't have gotten in trouble. The school had done that. The kid wouldn't have gotten in trouble. And every time they said this, it said to me. I said to myself, "Well, the school could do this, mm. and the parents could do this mm. if they were helped and supported." And, and so it really started out with with the focus on preventing problems that didn't have to happen. And and if we gave the kids these skills. They would be better off. You know, it's it's like fluoride in the water, right? You could see mm. the kids after their teeth are bad, but isn't it a better idea to strengthen their teeth in advance? Yeah. And, and you know, it, let me just go on this analogy for a second. So at, we, when you put fluoride in the water, you think everybody's getting it. Then all of a sudden you find out in Newark and in Flint, Michigan, they're not only getting fluoride, but they're getting lead in the water. Mm. And so, so then you start worrying about equity because you ask yourself, well, we thought everybody was getting fluoride in the water. And the same thing was true with SEL. We thought mm. everybody was getting SEL. Yeah. But then yeah. it turns out that kids who are poor and kids who are minorities are not getting the same thing. And and so then we wonder why do they drop out of college at higher rates? Yeah. Well, it's because they haven't gotten the skills that they need for college. And you know college and jobs are not just all about iq Mm -hmm. they're about eq and and that's one of the reasons why we we coined this concept of the other side of the report card yeah everybody's so focused on the academic side but for life you need both sides you need that other side of the report card and that's why you know one of the sort of the the monos of our lab is that we want to prepare kids for the tests of life mm-hmm. and not just a life of tests. Yeah. And, and that's the inequity. We are so focused on getting some kids uh, to the college door that we don't think about, well, what do they need to get through college? Yep. And what do they need not only to get a job, but to get advancement in a job? That's why SEL is so important. <laughs> and the character development piece comes in because we're seeing a lot of kids who are discouraged mm-hmm. and who could blame them for being discouraged when they see what's around them when they hear things in the media when sometimes our nation's highest leaders are not seeming to value all kids of all backgrounds yeah. of course you get discouraged and so that's what got us focusing in our work in uh, Plainfield, New Jersey about 15 years ago uh, even a little bit more on purpose, on a sense of purpose and positive character. Mm-hmm. That, that, that it's one thing to have skills, but you got to know where you're going and you want to go to a wow. good place, wow. right? So So when our kids walk into a school, every educator for every kid should be thinking, this kid can be great. I don't know. how no, this kid can be great. Maybe the kid's going to be an artist. Maybe the kid's going to be a gymnast. Maybe the kid's going to be a mathematician, scientist, weather forecaster. We don't know. But every kid walking into the door has capacity to be great. And if we treat the kid that way and give the kid all the skills they need to be great, mm-hmm. guess what? A lot of them are going to be great. And, and they won't be great because of their color or their ethnicity, they'll be great because we, we cared about them and we held out for them a positive purpose that we believe they can be great, they yeah. contributors to the society, to the school, to the classroom, to the community and you know, that's what kids kids need to have someone believe in them mm-hmm. and that, that's that's the integration of social, emotional and character development Yeah, schools are important but you gotta have that, that connection, that yeah. belief, that's
0: gonna move you forward. So, so the character development side, so social and emotional learning, kind of based off of emotional intelligence with awareness, management, decision making skills. But the character side is, is more focused on how you actually become that person. You have the skills you need now. You understand your path, your direction, kind of the efficacy, the self efficacy, um, and self confidence portion. Is that right?
1: Yeah, there's another, yeah. And, and, and I think that, so, so yeah, we need skills to manage our emotions. We need skills to relate to other people, to be empathic, to work in groups, recognize feelings in ourselves and other people. Those are all SEL skills. Mm-hmm. But those skills are values neutral. Mm. Every human being needs those skills. You could use those skills for good. You could use those skills for bad. Wow. And so the character development piece is saying, like a boat, You know, a boat has a propeller that moves it forward and skills of the propeller, but character is the rudder Mm. and how we steer that boat determines where it's going to go. And and we, we have a vested interest in steering that boat in a nice, positive, constructive direction. Absolutely. That's why you need both.
0: I I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. I think the first time I heard them both together was in, Um, the other side of the report card. And I I do want to go back first and say I love that quote that you said about uh, preparing kids for uh, tests of life and not the life of tests. I mean, that's what we do so much in education is where we are so focused and uh, mandated with with test after test, and and that's what's most important. So can you – the other side of the report card explores how you can add social and emotional character development to – your report card and really maximize right. the value of your comment section um, right. and, and development of those skills. Can you talk about that idea and um, some of the impact that you've seen it have within education?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, look, we, what we know, what you assess matters, and so the so so since social and emotional and character development is obviously so important, we need to assess it seriously. So, you know, we had comment sections on our report cards, and, and they have these drop-down menus, and, and people check off stuff, and, and, and nobody ever looks at it. Nobody ever does anything with it. We've asked teachers in school, where did these where did these drop-down menus come from? And nobody seems to know. They could come from, from Grubhub or something. They, they, nobody knows where they came from. So our feeling is schools should say, what? social and emotional character skills are most important to us, what Hmm. five, seven, eight, maybe, that's about it, what are the most important ones we want every one of our kids to have, and let's find a way of capturing them on the report card, why, because we're going to ask, what do they look like, we're not going to, we're not going to infer whether kids are responsible, we're going to look for actions where Hmm. they show they're responsible, so this is not about personality, this is about behavior. This is not about, you know, what you can't see in a kid. This is about what you see in a kid every day. And our teachers see this in kids every day. They know whether kids are kind to each other in their presence. And and that's another important thing about this. And when we talk about character, we're not really talking about traits. We're talking about characteristics. And and we know we all most of us are not the same way in every situation.
0: Some mm-hmm.
1: of us are different with men and with women, with older people, with younger people, with peers and with, with younger kids. We we are not identical in every situation. And so we do not want teachers to put on the report card that that the kid is this way always. Mm. We are asking teachers In your experience with this kid, what skills does the kid show? And if the kid shows skills with multiple teachers, well, then that kid has a lot of skills. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's interesting because a kid will only show a skill in one classroom. Mm. Then you ask yourself, huh, how come the kid's always good with Mr. Smith? And then you go talk to Mr. Smith, you find out almost invariably that Mr. Smith meets the kid with respect, that Mr. Smith listens to the kid, mm. that Mr. Smith is concerned about the kid. And so we find out that it's not that the kid has a deficit, it's that the kid needs a certain environment mm. in which to be his or her best. Wow. And, and that's important because if a kid has a skill, then that means they they have it. They're not going to always use it because there are going to be circumstances that may keep them from using it. But we shouldn't assume the kid doesn't have the skill. Mm -hmm. We should assume that we have to put the circumstances in place that will help the kid use the skill. And that's why the, the climate of the school, the culture of the school, whether the school is a welcoming place, whether that welcome mat is out for every kid, of every background, of every ability that is that is what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Social, emotional, and character development is, is sort of a... Uh, it, it's just a, a catchphrase for a wider set of concerns yeah. about what we want our schools to be like. You know, can I just tell you a quick story? Please. I went to the school board's association to present, and I wanted to present about social, emotional, and character development. And I said, you know, well, what kind of schools do you want for your children? Mm. And the... the the people there said we want our schools to be rigorous we want our schools to the kids need to have some homework and there's going to be testing and i'm thinking to myself you know do they hate their children what's, wow. what's going on here? <laughs> i went back the next year and i asked a different question i said what kind of schools do you want for your grandchildren hmm. i got a completely different answer wow there's no yelling in the school for my grandchildren we want our grandchildren to be cared for. We want our kids to be supported. And if they don't happen to have their homework because they were visiting their grandparents the day before, <laughs> they should be cut a little slack. When, when you change the criteria yeah. from children to grandchildren, all of a sudden the truth comes out. Wow. We want our schools to be supportive and caring and kind and welcoming places for every kid. Mm-hmm. But but we have, but we somehow get so sucked up in education technology that we we lose it and and we need to bring that back uh, and you know what's happening in this this time of virtual classrooms is we realize how much that is missing mm-hmm. we realize how much we want to hug our kids wow how much we want to look into their eyes, not their virtual eyes, but their actual <laughs> eyes. And we, we want to
0: see how they're doing, how they're feeling, how's the work going? Do they
1: really understand this? And we want to be able to give them a pat on the back when they've done a good job. And we just want to be able to be close to them. yeah, And, and we recognize that that is an essential part of learning. Mm-hmm. Not Secondary. It is not tangential. It is essential. Yeah. So now I think we're coming back. We're coming back to the place we should be, and that is that both sides of the card are important, and they're completely interconnected. Yeah. Because you know, Teddy. Uh, I think it was Teddy Roosevelt that said, "To educate a man in mind and not in morals." Is to create a menace to society.
0: Oh wow, that's. And I think
1: those words were pretty true because we see today a lot of smart people Mm -hmm. who who are not necessarily credits to society.
0: Yep, (laughs) yep. Smart people do some very dumb things. Well, and I think too, you know, in in what you're just saying, it woke me up as well to the fact that putting SEL on a report card and measuring those competencies is not just for the kids or for the parents. It helps us inform what kind of PD that our teachers need or what kind of support our teachers need or, hey, Johnny's doing good in this class but not that class. What strategies can are you using that I need to be using or what's different about this classroom and that classroom? So it really informs the entire, not just the student, but your entire school culture. So that that that's really good um, to think about, and I look forward, one of my, my biggest goals for the next school year, uh, there's a charter school I'm working with, and working on getting a um, a recognized school counseling program for them, um, going through ASCA, so so using the other side of the report card and Castles SEL rubric and, and different things like that are, are going to be essential for building that school guidance program up as well. I want to ask you too, you know, um, hearing about you know, you started in 75 and some of the problems that existed at that point with um, equity and bias and things like that. A lot of these conversations are still being had today. Are we making the progress that we should be making? or, Or am I naive to think that we are turning a corner and people are starting to care much more about SEL and these character development competencies and skills? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, I think it's it's three steps forward and two steps back. Hmm. Uh, you know, if we want to be realistic about this, you know, in our lab, in our Social Emotional Character Development Lab, we have been developing over the past couple of years something called students taking action together. Okay. And this is an integration of SEL, character development, and social studies, hmm. because we feel that the goal of social studies, and this is true in most of the social studies standards is to prepare kids for responsible citizenship. And responsible citizenship means social action. And, and there should be no student, not one, that doesn't feel a sense of empowerment and have skills to enact that sense of empowerment. And so what STAT does is it teaches the kids, first of all, to look back in history at what happened, mm-hmm. and think about history as decisions being made by people, mm. and what if they would have made different decisions, and what was behind the decisions they made? You know we have so much incivility and demonization in our current civic dialogue that's
0: very true but,
1: it was, but it's important for our kids to go back and and understand why did they come to this? Were they evil and stupid? Or were there circumstances that led them to think mm. this way? Not not to condone it, not to, not to say, oh, yes, that was good. No, but we can have disagreement with understanding. Yep. And disagreement with understanding is better than just disagreement without understanding. Mm-hmm. And every one of our kids can do that. And in current events, we want our kids to have strategies for thinking about problems in the present that they can have some influence over. And we've seen in the urban schools we work with, kids love to do this. And they're really terrific at it. Yeah, We've had kids solve problems, for example, of how to deal with social inclusion. How are they going to include new kids when they come into the school? Hmm. We've had kids talk about how are we going to make sure that the bathrooms are safe and clean for everybody. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a big deal. But if you just think back when you were in school, and how how many times you might have been afraid to go into that bathroom because you didn't know what was going to happen there, or how gross and disgusting it was, or people you fighting
0: know, in the bathrooms, and all all exactly, kinds of hundred, things, yeah.
1: 180 school days, multiple years, kids worry about the bathroom. Mm. We find that kids worry about the lunchroom. They worry about being alone at the table. They worry about maybe getting some awful food that they can't eat. Yeah, kids need to learn how to take action together, not individually, but together thoughtfully mm-hmm. with empathy and conviction. And so at our lab, we've developed methods for this. We're still working on it, but we've got a lot of free stuff at our lab, www.secdlab.org stat, and people can find our stuff and put it to use. We are, we are eager for folks to uh, take what we've done yeah, and and put it into action, and, and that's that's the key because a, a part of equity is also believing that you have influence in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And and so why should you have less influence because you're poor? Why should you have less influence because of the color of your skin? Why should you have less influence because your parents have difficulty? Mm. No, you as a person should have influence in the world. And, and that gets linked to a positive purpose, mm-hmm. and that gets linked to social and emotional skills, and that gets linked to academic skills. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to learn academic stuff because yep. I want to do something great in the world. I'm not going to learn biology because I'm I there's something inherent about biology. I'm going to learn about biology because I want to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Maybe I want to be a veterinarian. Or maybe I just want to find a cure for something that affected a member of my family. And once I have that purpose, I'm going to learn biology. Wow! But you're just going to throw biology at me yeah. and not help me get a sense of what the purpose is <laughs> of learning biology? Ah,
0: it doesn't make sense.
1: Not learn, it doesn't make sense, but that's what we've been doing. And even in the structure of our SEL lessons the very first conversation we want our teachers to have with kids is, why is it important for you to have this skill? Why is it important for you to be a good listener? Why is it important for you to recognize how other people are feeling? Why is it important for you to have empathy? Mm -hmm. And and so on. And once our kids understand why it's important for them – then they are more motivated to learn. So this is true for SEL. It's true for algebra. Mm-hmm. It's true for chemistry. It's true for language arts. We gotta we gotta help link things to the kid's sense of positive purpose.
0: Yeah. Now I'd say you know I think that's amazing. I was not the best student in school. I, I think I'm a good learner. But I, I didn't I didn't like school. College was much better for me because I got to choose my classes and there was a felt need for everything that I learned. But there was only a few high school and middle school classes that I actually cared for or wanted to get those grades in. And I think part of the gap is with teachers. In my second role as an educator, I was an emotional coach for teachers. And, and one of the things that I realized in my first observation is that our teachers had baggage, bias, and blind spots that they were bringing into the classroom because they hadn't dealt or built some of these same SEL skills um, that our students need. How, how is, is adult SEL and character development something that you're tackling in your research? And how does that come into play with um, actually developing our current students?
1: So, so so, my colleagues and I uh, have uh, founded something called the Academy for Social and Emotional Learning in Schools, uh, SEL in Schools, one word dot org. Hmm. And that, organiz- that, that academy exists for just what you're saying, to train teachers in social, emotional, character development and how to set up a positive, inclusive school culture and climate.
0: Hmm. And, and, and that's a certificate program online. Okay. Which means it's been operating now and has not missed a beat during the
1: pandemic. Yeah. In addition to that, there's a similar credential for school leaders. How do I create a school that is socially, emotionally, and character competent and has a positive school culture and climate? Because hmm. we need both. We need teachers who know how to do with the kids, counselors, psychologists, social workers all who know how to work directly with the kids and then we need the, the, the school leaders mm-hmm. who know how to work with the adults mm-hmm. and and get them to be able to work together to create these kind of environments. It's absolutely right. Look, nobody is bias-free.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, the, the best The best experts on bias are not bias-free because if you're, <laughs> if you're living and breathing in this society, you have been breathing smog and and you have to acknowledge that and your biases are going to come out and that's why you need the person next to you that you trust to be able to tell you. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot find them all yourself. Mm-hmm. So teachers are gonna have them, the kids have them, and 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 now I think we're so aware of it, we have to engage in that process of uncovering. And we have but we also have to be accepting of the fact that nobody has picked up or maybe somebody, but very few people have picked up these biases intentionally. Mm-hmm. And, and and so you know they, they're like it's sort of like habits, and if you've ever tried to break a bad habit, you know even though it's a bad habit and you know you have the habit, it's not easy. It takes a lot of work, a lot of cooperation, a lot of dedication, all of which we need. None of which will happen in one in-service meeting, yep. two in-service workshops, or a couple of webinars. That's not going to do it. Continuous. It's all about the culture and climate we create in the school that also has to be forgiving we have to be forgiving because you know when, when we were working in our urban schools one of the skills one of the character virtues we emphasize with kids was forgiveness
0: mm. because
1: we got a lot of kids who had bad things happen in their life yep. they've had adults that have let them down in various ways and they can harp on that and seek revenge and be angry, and that will consume their entire life and siphon off energy from learning. If we are not able to be forgiving so that we can move on, we are only doubling the affliction on ourselves yeah. that other people already gave to us. Yeah. And so here too, if we're going to get past the biases, if we're going to reduce them, we are going to have to be forgiving. We have to be forgiving of the fact that it's hard to talk about, and and we will misspeak, uh, not intentionally, but just because finding the right words is difficult. Yes. <laughs> and so we have to. We cannot assume that just because somebody has misspoken, that means that they are a racist or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just hard to do this, and we have to we have to make the path accessible. And, and not make it such that people feel like well I can't talk about it because mm-hmm. someone's gonna jump down my throat that's not gonna that's not going get progress. Yeah. And so here again for kids, students taking action together, they have to do this with each other. They have to learn to forgive each other. they have to see the best in each other. They have to learn how to work together despite their differences. Mm-hmm. right that's, this is what I mean if anything we're seeing now you know when you have a pandemic, you you have to work together, regardless of your differences. Yeah, and and to the extent to which you let your differences get in the way, literally lives are lost. Mm. Mm. But that's always been true. That's yeah. always been true. How many urban lives have been lost because we have not been able to get past our differences? Yeah, right? that's and that's so dramatic.
0: But, but, well, it. no, no, but it, it's reality, you know, and you have to be willing to have these difficult yeah. conversations. And and I've been fortunate, you know, the podcast for me is a platform for me to really talk to people that are that are amazing in the industry. So I've been able to hear some some real conversations out in um. I know Washington D.C. Lorenzo Hughes, he's hosting workshops about bias and um about equity and, and about bridging those gaps. So I think it's so important. And even um, I mentioned that in our introduction, a new coaching program about getting unstuck. And, and it's just part of what you talked about. It's kind of adult SEL. I really do want to target um, educators, you know, who are middle school, or high school folks. But it's hard to find those words. You know, it's hard to find um, the ways to communicate what you've got going on. So a, a communication action plan where you can understand what motivates you, what what are your needs under stress, how do you behave in conflict situations and how to build that up. So, yes, sir. And, and you just made a,
1: made a key point that hasn't come out yet that I think is essential. And that is that, that everything is based on caring and trusting relationships. Mm. Mm. And, and we don't, we're not giving people, Enough time to develop those. Yeah. So we rush them into the in-service. We zip them into the podcast. We zoom them into the webinar. But but if the time is not there to develop that relational trust and and caring, then the message doesn't have deep roots.
0: It and So
1: that is something. That's something that. That's why the best SEL programs open up with a morning meeting or a sharing circle or some time for the kids to just connect together in this space because of the craziness that they probably just experience at home yep. that we just not get right down to business uh, so called, that we have to get down to the business of caring yes. and connecting and then we can get into the business of learning mm-hmm. and that's true for adults it's true for kids and it's true especially for difficult topics like like bias and, and implicit biases that, that
0: you've
1: got to set that foundation first, which means we have to leave more time yeah. and we have to have multiple sessions and, and, and we have to get past the fact that we'll be too busy for that. we got to get as many things in as possible. Mm-hmm. Then we're just checking off the check boxes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's so, um, and I think by the time this episode comes out, it will still probably be about June. Um, so in July, there's a, um, a teacher summer conference called the Teacher Summer Reboot, and I was uh, fortunate to do a presentation about three restorative SEL practices to use in your classroom, and one of those first steps is, is a behavior priming plan, and I'm, I really want to harp on the fact that we cannot go into this school year focused on content. You have to build the relationships, and and you have to put the person first. That's probably the greatest um, one sentence that I took from my psychology degree in an abnormal class. It's not that person had, or yeah, they're not bipolar or they're not schizophrenic. It, the person has the disorder or the disease. The person exactly. first is, is so important in everything that we do.
1: So let me let me say about about the fall two things. Number one, um, uh, I hope that all of your listeners will go to the number 4 usorg the Social Emotional Learning Alliance for the United States wwwsel 4 usorg because that is a network of states providing the most updated, recent mm. information about SEL so that people do not have to reinvent the wheel. Wow! And, and any free resources that people are doing can be can be put up there, shared across multiple states quickly. South Carolina, by the way, is a member of SEL for U.S., so you can go to sel 4 org mm-hmm. and join uh, SEL for South Carolina, as well as right now 18 other states. So that's important for the fall, is that people need to be working together and, and sharing what they're doing. And the second thing for the fall is that we're recommending – one two or even three weeks of social emotional and character development and leadership training healing Mm. at the very beginning of the school year that that is how we have to start that we have to help our kids become empowered we have to help all of our kids learn that they are not victims Mm. That, they, that they that they need to know how to advocate for themselves and how to treat one another how to work as a team that, and and also to be able to express their concerns express their losses to grieve and to heal there is nobody that has not been affected by this um even if even if not directly indirectly Mm-hmm. having to be limited. Maybe you missed your camp over the summer, or maybe you missed your playmates, or maybe you didn't get to finish out the year with a favorite teacher, or maybe you haven't a great subject area that you didn't... No matter what, kids are going to have things that they have missed, yep. and they need to be able to talk about it, And and we need to do this for a couple of weeks in the beginning of the school year and we've had urban schools that have done this yeah. leadership and teamwork training at the beginning of the year it sets them on a positive trajectory for the entire school year
0: Absolutely, and
1: now more than ever that's what we need to do so I that we are putting the person and the relationships first
0: yeah. I, I love that the SEL for US and the SEL for um, SC th- those are both phenomenal resources and i love those two tips for um starting off the fall and i i'm all the way in your corner i'm going to advocate for that in in all the schools that i'm working with as well and we're, we're going to wrap up here soon um i, I, I but i, I want to ask where is the balance so um, david adams i had him on recently as well uh love the guy and and got that was my first time hearing about the Urban Assembly and they're a school system that leads, they literally put SEL first over academics. Where do you feel like the balance is? Is that what every school district and system should look like with SEL being the catalyst, or is there—is there a different kind of 75-25 academic SEL? W- what say you?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, Dave Adams is a, a future superstar. He's already a superstar yeah, my absolutely, book. I agree. Um, <laughs> graduate of Rutgers University, of course. Um, so, so Dave, Dave understands uh, that that we're in a, it's a dialectic. It's not a it's not a balance. It's an mm, intermix, mm, mm. and 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 so at any point in time, but, but 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 SEL is the door opener. Emotions are the lead, and if we don't address the kids' emotions first, then learning doesn't happen. Wow, and, and, so, and so it's not like you only address emotions, but you open the door with emotions, and then we get the learning in, and then we keep track of how the learning is going, and then we focus more on the emotions. You know, all learning, just about all learning is interpersonal. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about kids who are virtual learners, but they wouldn't be virtually learning if there wasn't an adult on the other side of the screen. And there's got to be adults in the house with them, Space for them to be learning. Yeah. So the idea that learning is individual is just fiction, and so so you cannot take apart
0: SEL from learning. Mm-hmm. Just like you cannot take
1: apart the reading and the alphabet. Mm. Right. Mm. Anything you do interpersonally involves SEL, and just about anything you do academically involves the alphabet. And so you, you you don't say, well, we've got 50% alphabet and 20%. No, it's all, they're <laughs> all intermixed.
0: Yeah. I...
1: That's how we have to think about it. And that's why teaching is such a hard job. Yeah. Because you've got all these different learners who are coming to you with all these different experiences. And you got to figure out what is the right mixture here. Mm-hmm. It's not a formula. When people try to use a formula, it doesn't work.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: We have. That's why we've got to respect our teachers even more yeah. than 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 we do, uh, because their job is incredibly difficult, incredibly important, and it's a paradox that that uh, the, that what we value most, which are the people that work most directly with our kids, you mm-hmm. go down pre- to kindergarten, pre-K, childcare workers, we seem to we seem to. To give them the least money, yeah, and yet we give them our children for God's sake.
0: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: we got to we got to rethink some of this too.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and, and you, SEL to learning is to reading is what reading is to the alphabet. I mean, that's that's really good. I'm hoping. I know you've done some work in policy um, and advocacy as well, and, and I really hope mm-hmm. that we do start to, um, you know, through this pandemic, that we start to change the way we value our educators pay them like professionals. We teachers are held to the highest standards, to the highest performance levels and getting paid pennies on the dollar. So so we we absolutely must do better. Is there anything Maurice that you want to say or, or leave with the audience as we're listening now that we haven't discussed already? I would say that uh, going back to the, to the fundamental importance of relationships. Mm-hmm. That caring relationships Are the foundation for all learning, academic learning and
1: artistic learning, civic learning, STEM learning, all learning is based on relationships.
0: so much I'm, I'm so honored to have you here on the dash podcast and sharing the plethora of resources that we have from your secd site to sel for us and i want to make sure we link all of these um websites into the show notes and everything if someone wants to just reach out to you or contact you say thank you um anything like that where can they go to find you they can find us at SEC. Thank you so much, Maurice, for joining us. Thank you all for having us. This was some amazing information from um, a legend and a trendsetter in the SEL and and character development space. So we thank you so much for your time and listening, and we hope you come back. If you like it, share it with your friends, and make sure you come back next time. This is...